Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer, and this episode of our IPL previews is rather simple, as Debaan suggested just before we came on air. We're going to call it "Can Anyone Beat the Mumbai Indians?" One of our guests is, of course, Debaan Sen. Hey, Debaan. Hi, hi. Uh, I think it's a very valid question, and I'm sure it's been discussed across the table by the other teams. And hopefully, over the next uh, 20, 25 minutes, we'll be able to pick some polls or something. Uh, But I don't see those happening really at this stage. Yeah, so why not we just end the movie right here, Devan? And you say no, it, it's it's not possible. And you know me, I'll always root for Delhi. So uh, well, just holding out a candle for my former city. Uh, let's hope that Delhi can go one better. Sure, and along with Devan, the laughter that you heard belonged to Anesha Ghosh. Welcome, Anesha. Thanks, Karthik, and hello to all our listeners. Along with Anesha, we also have the man from Mumbai, Vishal Dixit. Hi, everyone. Hi, Karthik. You know that with that intro, it's making Vishal sound extremely smug, yeah. <laughs> oh, because we're all giving Mumbai so much praise, and we're like, let's just end this podcast. Mumbai are going to win it all anyway, yeah, Vishal. Yep, I am as smug as the Mumbai Indians right now. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. This is the Mumbai Indians. They're going for the three peat, which is three titles in a row. Um, it, it would be unprecedented, but Vishal, I'll start with you. If there's one team that can do it, and Quite a few of us would predict them to do it. Is the Mumbai Indians? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, answering the first question also, which Devayan brought up, that can anybody anybody beat them? Of course, anybody can. But it'll have to take a lot of things to fall in place for a particular team to do it. We saw it last time. Delhi Capitals were a really good team, but they were trying to figure out their combination still towards the end of the tournament. And Mumbai had done it so well at the beginning itself. They hardly used more than thirteen, fourteen players. So it's almost a miracle that uh, another team will have to come up with to beat Mumbai this time. And 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 here's the thing, right, Tebayan? Mumbai haven't really changed much from the IPL 2020 when they won it comfortably. You know, I look, I'm looking at their auction, and they've bought in Adam Milner, Arjun Tendulkar, James Nisham, Marco Janssen, Nathan Coulter-Nine, Piyush Chawla, and Yudhvir Chara. I I mean their core is in place right none of these guys are certain starters some of them would fit into that 11 but it's just to supplement what is already there uh, yes absolutely and uh, another uh, barometer perhaps of a team settled team is uh, when they have proper foreigners i mean when when you know who your starting foreigners will be so if, if you just look at their team then unless there's a major injury scare or something or a major form dip Uh, then obviously Kyron Pollard picks himself, Trent Bolt picks himself, Quinton De Kock will probably open and keep wickets as well. But even there, they have an option; they can have Ishan Kishan keep it if they need to. So just uh, too many options. I, I'm just wondering what their fourth uh, bowler will be or fourth foreigner will be. Maybe go with Adam Milner for his extra pace, and uh, possibly one weakness which they had even last year, but they were able to circumvent was their spin bowling department. So that could be one area of concern. But even there, Rahul Chahar. Uh, Has obviously a, a decent body of work behind him to warrant a repeated selection, even though he went for a few runs towards the closing stages of the last IPL. So, yeah, not many weaknesses, and we haven't even come to the batting because that is so star-studded. Yeah, but then you mentioned spin, and I want to get into that because in the auction, Mumbai Indians, Vishal, they got in Piyush Chawla as well. Now, Piyush Chawla, while he's coming on a little bit, he is still, I think, the third highest wicket taker of all time in the IPL, etc. Uh, I think Mumbai play. In a Delhi, a few games, and they and in Chennai they begin. Do they? Do they begin in Chennai? Yeah, they begin in Chennai, and then 
they, they yeah. the first five games in chennai and then the next four in delhi so i'm assuming that's that's pretty spin heavy so maybe it makes sense to have piyush chavla to supplement rahul chahar and also jayant yadav in that side yeah i think spin will be the their spin attack will be the most interesting thing to look out for for mumbai indians this time because earlier conventionally they have mostly used one frontline spinner rahul chahar or jayant yadav when they are playing against too many left handed batsmen and the other one is krunal pandya who fits in the top 7 actually so this time how they fit in two spinners in their in their bottom four will be the most interesting thing will they bring in two leg spinners rahul chahar and piyush chavla might be unlikely and chavla like you said is the third highest wicket taker in ipl but i am you know i'm a little afraid that he is not quite the t20 specialist that a chahal or you know an imran tahir or a rashid khan is so how exactly mumbai make him their prime spinner or make rahul chahar their prime spinner will be the most exciting thing to watch out for so is is that is that something where that could come back to bite them to to haunt them from the auction that they went for chavla and maybe not someone who's more in tune with the format it's difficult to say actually because i think most of the teams were planning for home games when they assumed at the time of the auction that uh, you know the ipl would be played in india or like last year it was played in the uae so they adjusted pretty well so you never know you know chavla was with csk the last time and i don't think he played more than 7 8 matches but he is very familiar with, with that pitch so with his kind of experience i won't quite say it will come back to bite them because mumbai are so well oiled with their combinations and they know what kind of changes to make to their 11 it's unlikely to bite them you know what vishal i'll remind you of someone who has a ipl hat trick as well and is a spinner also mumbai indians is captain rohit sharma maybe he'll have a bowl in in these spinning conditions onesha before we came on you were interested to see how much jayant yadav will get to play now both chavla and chahar come with the same skill set both are leg spinners so is it is it in your mind that maybe jayant yadav this time will get a few more games than the two or the three that he gets almost every season well it's highly unlikely to my mind because uh, if you remember they had utilized uh, yadav uh, in only two games one was i mean both were against the delhi captives and the prime reason uh, that uh, the rationale that uh, rohit sharma came up with was uh, you know given dc were such a top uh, were such a left hand batter heavy side they chose to sort of negate that uh, strength of theirs by taking rahul chahar out, out of the equation who had gone for a few runs in in uh, the first qualifier if i remember correctly and uh, obviously obviously uh, yadav did deliver the goods but i don't see that happening this time around because uh, i mean we've spoken uh, quite a bit already about piyush chawla and uh, zaheer khan mentioned right after the auction that they are the, the one of the reasons they looked at somebody like uh, chawla was uh, his experience and also the value that he sort of adds with his uh, new ball bowling skills and if you look at mi's performance as a bowling unit in the as far as containing the opposition in the middle overs go it it's not that great they they that's probably one flaw that they will look to iron out this season and if uh, chawla can be can be utilized in that phase of play i think uh, that will probably uh, make them an even uh, more well-rounded side than they already are so would you would you agree with vishal then do you see both chawla and chahar fitting into that 11 particularly for the games in chennai and delhi if it spins that is certainly i mean traditionally the chip off wickets have been uh, low and slow and uh, you would expect somebody as experienced as 
uh, a Piyush Chawla, you know, with uh, more than 150 uh, uh, wickets in this, uh, you know, in this format, in this tournament, uh, to come good. And uh, if 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 at all there arises a situation where uh, you know the choice has to be made between uh, Rahul Chahar and a Piyush Chawla. And in case Chahar starts sort of uh, leaking runs and, and is, isn't as frugal as he is known to be, then probably he might slot in as the first choice, uh, you know, pure spin bowling option, Piyush Chawla, I mean. And maybe then, again, if uh, MI are facing an opposition which have which has a lot of uh, left-hand batters in their ranks, then we could see a giant Yadav in, in, in that case. But uh, yeah, I do... I do see uh, Piyush Chawla and uh, Rahul Chahar playing a lot of games together, especially in the first <clears throat> nine matches uh, when they play um, in, in Chennai and Delhi. But uh, yeah, we could also possibly see um, uh, you know the tandem, the spin bowling tandem of uh, Piyush Chawla and Jan Yadav in, in a couple of games, perhaps. Vishal, if we go with what you're saying and Mumbai do end up playing playing two spinners in, in certain games, I'm guessing then that means that it will be a toss-up between one of Bolt, Nile or Milner. Yeah, one or at max maybe two if something happens to Bumrah. Who, 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 in that, what is the pecking order of your foreign fast bowlers for Mumbai Indians? I think Bolt is going to start for sure. They're going to play two fast bowlers. So Bumrah and Bolt are the obvious ones. And since Pollard and Dickock are going to play in the top seven, it leaves only one place for another overseas player. So I think it's going to be a toss-up between Adam Milne and Colton Isle. And it will then depend on how they want they look at their tail. If you play only Milne and not Colton Isle, then the tail is a little long. If they want to you know, lengthen their batting, then Colton Isle has the edge. And he also played for them last year. So... There's a lot going in favor of uh, Coulton Isle. But then I think once they move to the to the slightly faster pitches like uh, Eden Gardens or, you know, not so conventionally spin pitches, then Milne has it. So at the end of it, I think it's only between Milne and, uh, and Coulton Isle. Oh, also because Bolt was, you know, their prime bowler in power play last year. So he's going to start for sure. Yeah, I think another player who adds a lot of uh, versatility and balance to their team is Jimmy Heesham because uh, he's got that ability to not just uh, chip in with a few overs. Uh, they anyway tend to have a lot of bowling options. Even Pollard can come on and, uh, you know... Uh, yeah, but, but no, Debayan, you, then you need to name the four foreigners. If if we're going to bring in Nisham as, you, as well here, and I know he strengthens the batting, but then we'll have to, from your end, zero in on the four overseas players. Yeah, so then you've got Bold for sure. You've also got uh, Quinton Decock. And you've also got Kyron Pollard. So, in in that respect, then uh, Nathan Coulton-Isle and uh, Adam Milner become backup bowlers. That if you come across a pitch which is likely to assist seam or which is likely to bounce a bit more, uh, you, you're free to bring those in in place of uh, um, any of the other players. And maybe just uh, shuffle it around. As I mentioned right at the top, that even Quinton Dickoff can be dropped because you can keep uh, with Ishan Kishan. And that will also allow Rohit Sharma to open perhaps with Ishan Kishan. With Surya Kumar Yadav batting at three. I think that makes it a very, very formidable top order as well. And then you play mostly uh, some of the all-rounders and and you have somebody like a Hardik Pandya also to hold that middle order together. So they're just uh, embarrassed for uh, options. Uh, and it'll largely go down to, I think, what kind of combination they strike upon maybe two or three games into the tournament. I think what you might see is them experimenting a little bit, especially with the foreigner quota early on. But uh, once once they've settled on a combination, as, as Vishal also mentioned and Anisha also did that, they don't normally change a lot of things. So once they've struck upon their uh, perfect 11, maybe two or three games into the league, then uh, you'll probably see them sticking to it for the rest of the season. Unless uh, 
there is a specific requirement, uh, as we mentioned, like, you know, Jayant Yadav coming in against a team full of left-handers. So those are the likely tactical switches that will happen later on. But I think they'll look to zero in on their best 11 inside the first two or three games. My only thing about uh, the overseas is that I don't think they will look at even dropping Decock initially because he has been their prime batsman over the last two years. Yeah. I agree with you, man. Yeah, I think he scored over 500 runs in each of the last two seasons. He took some time to get going last season, but that's absolutely acceptable because, you know, people were coming out of pandemic for the first time. And But then once he got going, you know, he strikes around 140, 145. And he gives you the kind of start that, the perfect kind of start that MI always want. One area of concern, I mean... I mean, they do not quite uh, have an area of concern as such. But uh, you know, if I if I'm sort of uh, if I'm to pick holes, uh, you know, their performance in the uh, the bowlers' performance in the death overs, just just me, Bumrah has not uh, frequently found a lot of support. Uh, uh, you know, from from the bowling personnel that they have. Uh, Hardik Pandya has uh, leak runs at over 11 uh, runs per over and. Even Kutan Isle and Bolt have been on the expensive side. So, my idea would be uh, they probably would want to look at, say, an Adam Milne uh, from the get-go. And if he uh, clicks for them, probably uh, he'll, be, he'll be retained for the best part of the tournament. But, uh, yeah, it comes down, I mean, given the conversation around whether it's going to be Jimmy Nisham or uh, Adam Milne or Nathan Kutan Isle, uh, as we, uh, you know, were discussing at the start of this conversation, I think uh, if if uh, Milne does get an opportunity early on and he is able to give Jaspreet Bumrah the kind of support that uh, is sort of expected of him at the death, and if he can bowl a few economical overs, if not really be that uh, wicket-taking option, which uh, any any franchise would love to have uh, in, in their ranks, but if, even if he's able to contain uh, the opposition, I think uh, Milne has a strong chance of uh, retaining his place in the 11, if he does make the 11 to begin with. Yeah, I think that's a very good point uh, by Onesha. I forgot to say that earlier. You know, one of the main reasons Milne has come in is because of Shane Bond, who's be, who's been MI's bowling for so long. And Bond has known... Bond and Milne are similar kind of bowlers. Bond has known Milne for such a long time in the New Zealand setup. And in the BBL recently, when Milne came back to cricket after, you know, that long injury layoff, uh, it's actually Shane Bond who got him to the BBL at Sydney Thunder, who's also the coach there. So, Bond knows him very well. Bond had bowled him uh, at the death. I don't have the exact numbers with me this time, but I was checking it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Adam Milne had bowled really well in, in the death overs in the BBL. So, that's a very valid point. That. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a fair point. If there's one criticism of Bolt that has followed him, I think, throughout his limited overs career, is that he goes for a lot of runs at, at the finish. Anisha, when, when, when you were talking about Mumbai's flaws, I don't know if you heard pen against paper. That was Debayan making his notes for the Delhi Capitals analyst that he will... He's he's gonna go there and go back and share. So okay, so let's let's get to the batting of Mumbai Indians. And I have this one question, Devan, and we'll start with you. This has been a recurring theme of our preview podcast in that a lot of players, particularly the Indian ones, have coming off memorable winters for the country in almost all formats. Two of them, again from the Mumbai Indians, made their debuts for India recently: uh, Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav. So. 
we're heading into we're in a T20 World Cup here. This is a crucial time for both of them, yeah, because I think they're at the stage where a bad IPL and they're suddenly out of the running for that national team berth. Uh, yes, uh, that, there is that potential hazard. But then if you were to, uh, you know, ward off the uh, thoughts of a bad IPL, then you'd rather be, I mean, the team that you'd most rather be in is Mumbai Indians. Because look at their middle order batting firepower. You know, anybody batting in the top three or four knows that the players to follow are uh, the Pandya brothers. There's also Kyron Pollard. Uh, there could potentially be Jimmy Nishan. So, it just gives you the freedom to go out and play any which way that you want. And that applies as much to Rohit Sharma as well. So, uh, it is just, uh, I mean, in fact, when, when we were talking about these things, I was just mentally also thinking that, is there maybe a case to be made that uh, there's a greater likelihood of beating Mumbai if you either bat first or you bowl first? But even there, I don't think there's much of a difference that that's going to happen. Because even if they bat a little conservatively when batting first, then they have somebody like Polar to come in. I think, I, I mentioned this several times on the podcast last season as well, that I think Pollard is one of the most underrated or at least he's, his uh, contribution doesn't always get the kind of numbers that it deserves. But I think he is by far the best T20 player in the world. And he makes a hell of a lot of difference to any team that he plays in. Which is why West Indies are such a dangerous side. Which is why any of the other franchise teams that he plays for around the world are such dangerous teams. And which is why Mumbai Indians has uh, so much of uh, you know balance. Because here's a man who can come in and you know uh, flog a 50 of uh, 15 balls if he wants. He can uh, drop anchor and he can see a chase through if uh, wickets fall at the top order. That's just about his batting. He can come on and bowl his you know, seemingly innocuous dibbly-dobblies and pick up two or three wickets or at least keep the runs down at the very least. And he's probably one of the best fielders in the world across uh, all formats or at least in terms of whichever position he fields and he's, he's always a constant threat. So, he just makes for, I think, three cricketers in one which lends a lot of balance into this uh, Mumbai Indians team. And that's why I think the top order is likely to fire. Right from the word go, I would expect Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav to bat with that newfound confidence that they've also got from their India performances. So I, I don't think there's too many concerns there. We've hyped them up so much now. <laughs> expect the three of and, us and to be talking. And my name is not Gaurav Sundaraman. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm telling you, expect the three of us to be talking in four weeks when Mumbai are seventh and struggling to make <laughs> that playoff spot. Yeah. No, but certainly Pollard is one of the most underrated players. I mean, given we have sort of started taking him for granted. Even even if you, uh, you know, just uh, jog back your mind to the early part of this conversation, there wasn't much of Pollard. We were all talking about Piyush Shaula and uh, uh, and and probably the others. But yeah, I mean, he's such an integral part of of the MI setup, and uh, I think Deban missed one uh, aspect: uh, his leadership qualities. He can uh, double up as as their uh, backup captaincy option mind you, uh, which he has uh, played, uh, you know, uh, very well in the past. In a, in a few years. Especially time, in the last, yeah, in the last season as well. I think he stood in quite a bit for Rohit Sharma. Correct. And probably in a few years' time, a tiny little stretch from the road uh, that leads uh, one from the Churchgate station towards the Vankere is going to be named after Kyron Pollard because he's become that crucial uh, <laughs> member in the ODI, uh, in the, in the uh, Mumbai Indian setup. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he is He is a Mumbai Indians legend and I don't think there's any two ways about that. Let's just turn this conversation a bit now. We asked the question at the very start, is there a team that can beat the Mumbai Indians? On paper, probably not. And I completely agree with Vishal when he says that a lot of things need to go right for you to beat the Mumbai Indians. I think, I think that's true because they are, I think, the best T20 side 
international or domestic in cricket currently but now let's put it out there among the seven other teams who stands the best chance who in those two legs it's not home and away but in the two legs in IPL 2021 stands the best chance of upsetting the apple cart and upsetting the mumbai indians vishal uh it's a really you know there's such a big gap between mumbai indians and the rest of the team is a little tough to think of one team but i'll still go with the delhi capitals because uh, you know this time although there's a change in captaincy i would expect pant to score a few more runs than the last time and with a better strike rate also for some reason he was not at his best but this time i think you know his form the way he's been batting in the last 6 months is really going to help them you know settle down on a much better 11 from the first few games itself so i will still pick delhi capitals debain do you have a team in mind uh yeah i'm actually going to go a little left of field and this is something that will make i guess g stats as well as varun shetty very happy Uh, I think I'll actually go for RCB. I think RCB have had some success against MI of late. Um, we know that Virat Kohli really cares about his uh, performance as an RCB captain, and the fact that he's not been able to win that crown has, you know, probably that's one albatross around his neck across all cricket that he's played. I'm sure he's going to be super motivated. He's got a decent team. I mean, they showed a lot of improvement over the last season, and. something that we touched upon a number of times on the podcast that they were open to a lot more experimentation last year and we know this year that he's already uh, made this claim that he will open and he's looking to maybe open a the T20 world cup as well so we might just get to see uh, the best of virat kohli we might just get to see the best of rcb but yeah i uh, largely agree with vishal's point that it's going to be a massive gap between mi and the rest so mi is definitely one of the names that you'll put down as a playoff team then it's a question of whether they have an off day or Uh, at least two off days during the playoffs and whether some team can capitalize and play at their best and actually uh, do better than them anisha before i come to you when we were doing the rcb preview this just reminded me deban when you spoke about varun so varun took 25 minutes and he sold me completely on rcb yeah gorav was saying that maxwell this is the time when he comes good i was sold i was like okay when the time for predictions comes these guys are going to say that rcb are finishing in the top 2 Varun went and said they won't even reach the playoffs. So then I was stopped. I was like, for twenty minutes, you try to convince me that this side is extremely good, and then you tell me that they probably won't reach the playoffs. But I guess that is RCB for you, yeah, Anisha. When Deban was saying RCB, I could see you nodding your head in, I think, approval of what what he was saying. Do you also think that RCB stand the best chance versus Mumbai? That's that's right. I mean, one reason would be obviously the change of personnel, uh, Glenn Glenn Maxwell. he's not had uh, obviously the best of uh, seasons for a number of seasons and this would be uh, an opportune time for him to really join forces with the likes of uh, ab doubles and virat kohli and give them that elusive ipl title but aside from uh, logical reasons just to fan more who's the better captain debate on twitter i would also uh, pick rcb as the closest contender that can possibly stop the mumbai indians juggernaut in 2021 yeah sure no that would be fun all right so but before we get in your predictions uh vishal we're going to start with you name one domestic and one foreign player along with your predictions that are going to stand out this season for the mumbai indians uh i'll pick the foreign one first and that because there's been some focus around marco jansen the left arm bowler who's just 21 or 22 from south africa and uh you know sometimes towards the end of the uh league stage they give chances to some of the other players so for the left arm quick variety also 
I think Marco Jansen is going to do pretty well. I mean, I'm just picking a, a, a name apart from Pollard and the Dikor. That's why. Yeah, which is fair enough. In Mumbai, Mumbai, I guess it's a little tough to pick. Yeah. A non-obvious name, yeah, because seven, eight of them are all all superstars. Is there is there any domestic player you have your eyes on? I I I missed asking you this though, but and Deban Deban spoke about it. But Vishal, how important is this for Kishan and Surya Kumar Yadav? Because they're just in the India squad. The world two World Cups, back to back T Twenty World Cups are coming up. They'll want to seal their spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know the way they performed at the international level, it showed that they are they are absolutely that kind of material. So and they've already done that. quite a few seasons in the IPL especially the last two seasons so this is absolutely their stage to perform whether they are opening or batting at 3 or 4 this is their stage and i'm pretty sure this is just another step for them to make it to seal their berth for the t20 world cup all right onisha who do you have your eyes on well i think i've uh, repeatedly talked uh, about adam mill and i will pick him among the overseas uh, contingent to uh, really make a mark uh the season he's made a made an incredible comeback in the uh, bangladesh in the series against bangladesh at home and uh, given he's had such a such an up and down sort of a career uh, you know one rife with injuries you would really want him to do well and also because he's a new zealander uh and aside from that among uh, the the lo- among the lot of uh, domestic players i'm looking forward to surya kumar yadav uh just building on the momentum that he's built the kind of performances that uh, he has uh, given in the recent past and uh, for india to do to for india to do well at home if the uh, t20i world cup does take place uh, in india in october november remember the icc uh, on on april 7th said that they do have a few contingency plans uh, drawn up should the pandemic situation spiral out of control in india as far as hosting the tournament goes so for uh, to my mind if india to do uh, well um, both ishan kishan and surya kumar yadav uh, will need to sort of uh, keep the heat up leading up to the tournament and surya kumar yadav uh, i would i would really back him to perform uh, as well as he has in the ipl deban final word with you i i really don't think we need predictions so early simply because mumbai indians we've all we all agree are the favorites we you sh- opinions do change based on the way teams play so maybe we should revisit it at the halfway stage and hold you guys accountable to that but teba in final word with you players to watch and what can we expect from mumbai indians in ipl 2021 so uh, what you can expect from them is their usual meticulous approach to every game great planning against all sides uh, awareness of matchups and you know sticking to those the odd surprise but everything dictated pretty much by analysis uh, as far as players are concerned i know uh, i think vishal misunderstood me i didn't mean that quinton deepak needs to be dropped i said that they have the option if they need of dropping him and accommodating an extra foreign player at the expense of maybe ishan kishan as a wicket keeper so uh, for a foreign player i'm actually going to go with dikov because you'd rather go with somebody who bats at the top of the order because they have the maximum opportunity to, to impress uh, he's coming off a pretty decent uh, international season as well for south africa the the clever run out in recent times just maybe the crowning moment of that and among domestic players i don't think there's anything new which we learn about some of the names that we've already mentioned so i'll probably say that i look forward to the uh, particular match or matches which arjun tendulkar goes on to play i, I would really look forward to seeing how he gets along in a mumbai indians shirt if he gets a chance excellent mumbai indians are after the three peat 
We've had Onesha, Vishal and Debai today previewing their chances in IPL 2021 and let's just say it's pretty favorable. Thank you so much the three of you all for joining us on Stump Pike. We'll talk to you soon.